0: What up, what up, y'all? It's Mr. Al Pete, musician, hip hop artist, DJ, actor, host, podcaster, motivator, and cousin's best friend. This is my personal podcast where I speak on different happenings with me. My thoughts, goals, struggles, triumphs, shoes, out-a-s, baby, music, ty rice, twitter, whatever. You might get an appearance from good old Kip Monroe. <laughs> Mr. Peterson's neighborhood. Clear visions. To the top, y'all. What's the word? What's the word, everybody? It's your man, Mr. Allen. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode of Clear Visions. So the next two episodes that I'm going to be releasing, I um, had a conversation with my past professor, Mr. Isaac Brown from uh, Florida State College of Jacksonville. He was a, uh, he is a digital media professor, and um, I had his class. I mm, had three of his classes, I believe. Not sure. I definitely had two of them, but nevertheless one of the first class that I had with him led me to having an internship, which led me to getting more into the world of podcasting, which landed me in my podcast job. So um, I was definitely honored to talk with him. This uh, interview that he had, he wanted to interview me, and it was an assignment for uh, the class that he's previously, uh, not previously, but uh, currently, currently he's uh, teaching. So um, was was definitely happy to go back and, have a conversation with, you know, the, the school and, um, about the world or whatever, because it just, it, I think that story is pretty funny as far as like how I got into podcasting And so, um, I just wanted to break up the two parts. Um, it was an hour long, but they're each going to be 30 minutes. So, um, I won't take y'all too long. So I'm going to let y'all digest it, but definitely a biography of how I got into uh podcasting and, and all that good stuff and my thoughts um and all that stuff so hopefully you enjoy hopefully you enjoy hopefully you enjoy make sure you follow me mr lp m-r-a-l-p-e-t-e instagram twitter facebook everywhere Mr. mrlp.com mpn-lc.com all that great stuff so y'all know where to find me enjoy the show and thank you uh, mr isaac brown for um having me on i'm looking forward to coming back again and speaking with the the students so um enjoy everybody
1: Mr. LP, well, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, you know, as I was telling you, our second module in this class is talking about podcasting. Mm-hmm. And the students had to listen to the first episode of Oddball. Okay, cool. So i required the first episode. Hopefully they, they keep, once they hear that first one. Uh, but they definitely had to screen the first one. All and, right. um, you know, I wanted... Them to kind of hear from you because for a couple of reasons one you had experience on that podcast and two you've made podcasting your livelihood so I think yeah. that's so amazing that yeah you know within a short time you went from working with this medium to being a professional
0: so yeah I uh, really
1: sure. appreciate having you on and uh would love to hear a little bit about how you first got into podcasting
0: okay Well, uh, first off, Professor, thanks for having me. I was definitely honored to come back and uh, to speak. I definitely would like to do more of these, for sure, but that's neither here nor there. Um, How I got into podcasting, it's funny, because I did not want to get into podcasting, like, at all. I was like, I'll just listen to it, become a fan of it, and really go from there, but one of my friends... Shouts out to, her name Sasha Thumper. And she wanted to get together and do a, uh, like a DJ mix. So, you know, just kind of play music through it and kind of talk about the music that we played and stuff like that. And I was like, all right, and I think I dodged her for maybe like two years. So that was in 2011. And then fast forward like 2012, 13-ish is when we finally did the, we finally did the, the, the mix. But the mix sounded like a podcast, so when everybody heard it, everybody was like, well, when's the next episode coming out? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, this is not supposed to be a podcast, so me and my friend f- finally agreed to do a podcast. I already had a brand called The Groove Suite up under my umbrella, uh, you know, Mr. Peterson's Neighborhood, and, um, we started knocking out podcast shows and I started like researching researching like I'm talking about like daily for like a year straight I was just like researching listening to other podcasts I started off with uh, combat jack he was doing interviews with uh, past and present hip-hop artists people in the hip-hop community doing like really like a uh, journalistic style interviews and um, but I was just studying like how does it work like how, how do you use your RSS feed and um, your IPs, how how your intellectual property, and like how does that coincide with everything podcasting? Who do you promote to? How do you find the niche? I studied all of that for like a year straight, and I'm still studying to this day. And it's 2021 because everything's still changing, and it's still a wild, wild west podcast, and that's what makes it kind of like the beauty and the beast about it. But um, nevertheless, that's how I got into podcast, just studying it a lot and just fell in love with it, especially when I started doing it myself. I just fell in love with it. And I found my niche of people that wanted to talk about music and, you know, talk about stuff that went and talked about a lot and you got an audience. And next thing you know, you just go from there.
1: That's excellent. So you kind of got into it through your DJ work, would you say? Yes. You were DJing prior to podcasts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. DJ uh, DJ definitely got me into podcasting. Um, because of the music like i mean my thing i tell people all the time my two favorite things main things is music and media like i like other stuff too but when it comes to like something i'm really grounded on and i really study like day in day out it's definitely music and it's definitely media how information is being um received and given you know what i'm saying um the artist storytelling that type of stuff so that was just my love all all around so when i got into podcasts and i was already looking for those type of uh, outlets so it was just easier for me to get into it from the music side now it's been difficult a little bit because of the copyright laws and all that stuff that's been hindering me but there are many ways to skin a cat many ways to skin a cat you can talk about the theory of music talk about like the production of it have um, we did a lot of interviews with local artists here in Jacksonville. So, you know, it just get people amped up to go see, just brings more support to people to go see p- these people. So, um, I, I, I play a lot of music. So, I, I feel like if I'm uh, attached to, well, if I got reached to these artists, I can just call them or send them a message and say, hey, you know, can we do an interview? Either they do it or they don't. Neither of do that. But for the most part, I've been lucky about it. So, for sure, DJing and music, and me being in the me being a DJ, definitely got me in the in the role of being um, a podcaster.
1: Would you say like the pacing of a podcast has anything in common with the pacing of a song? You know, do you have to think like like the, the sensibilities of like timing and editing and things like that? Have you found that that's kind of informed your podcasting work, mm. or are they just really different?
0: Well, I, me me being an artist, me being a hip hop artist, um, me being a creator for sure. Um, definitely, I, I I go the same, I take the same approach when it comes to podcasting as I would do with a song or with an album. Um, you know, you want to do a, a structure. You want to, you know, you want to have a guideline. You want to have bullet points that you will follow, and then you know do sub bullets. So yeah, I mean you, ha- it's different ways to go by it but for me it's i I use the same approach as how i approach a song think about the idea um depending on the creative the the creative space that you can put yourself in that definitely plays a role too you know what i'm saying like how creative you want to be and even how involved you want to be in it because you can like you can develop a team to deal with the marketing side and not you don't have to deal with the business side but For the most part, people have to, like, deal with the creative side and then come out of that and then deal with the admin side, the administrative side of things. So, um, and that's my role. I kind of deal with it all the way around. And, you know, you, you think about how creative you can be. You think about who you want to, you know, well, when you think about the creative spot first, like what would interest people, like what topics you want to talk about, you know what I'm saying, like what would draw people in and you throw your little flair in it. Now, when you research, that's why I tell a lot of my friends, I'm like, you need to research, research and see what's out there because y'all could be talking about the same thing, you know what I'm saying, like you want to have your, you want to be exclusive about it, you want to throw your exclusivity to it. That's one, it's funny, I know that word, right? But I learned that in school, like, I forgot who class I was in, uh, but they said exclusivity. And I, for some reason, I was sitting in class, and that word, like, stung with me, and I ran with that word for the duration of me being in school, because I was like, you know, there's nothing new up under the sun, but you can still throw your your spin on it, you know, you know your ideas and stuff like that. So that... That, something's
1: that, got separated from
0: the other exactly. stuff out there yeah exactly yeah. and it could be one small thing it could be a big thing but that I think that's a part of being creative and then that's when you get into the admin side find out who your audience is and you know do you want to promote it on Facebook versus Instagram or do you want to use Anchor versus uh, Sprout or you know it's, it's, it's those type of technicalities so um, yeah yeah mm-hmm. That's interesting.
1: So you would say the audience, at least for you personally, the topic almost sprang forth before the audience. You know, you knew you wanted to talk about this before you were really worried about who would be interested, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. When it comes to podcasting, it's uh, it's an open realm. It's open. Uh-huh. Right? So uh-huh. it's. It, it, I try to tell my creators, I'm like, man, it's 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 still the wild west in regards to being creative, all the way to being the administrative side. Like, they're still trying to develop these rules and regulations and do's and don'ts and all this other mm-hmm. stuff with podcasting. But at the end of the day, it's it's a free world like that, so you really can just dive in it and do whatever with it and make it your own because there's an audience for everything and everybody it's an audience like it's a, it's especially with the pandemic happening like being on the digital aspect of things is like it's it, you can be right here in, in jacksonville florida and be reaching people way in california and you don't even have to be there now granted you would love to be in california to see these people but <laughs> you, you can be just as big as an influence everywhere mm-hmm. so uh it gives you bigger rim uh to to think about if that makes sense yeah
1: That is interesting. And it wasn't really the case, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, I don't think. Mm -mm. Not at all, not at all, not at all. It's kind of a new phenomenon that, you know, in Jacksonville, Florida, you can be just as relevant as being anywhere, you know, with this digital revolution, and it's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, social media, for me, I think I got into social media when in two thousand. 2003 which was like Facebook Black Planet or something like that but like the evolution of life of social media didn't really come around and I'm, and my, my, I'm kind of dating the, the stuff but when I remember when it got hot was like 2009 2010 ish so when you think about it it, you know within 10 12 years you know social media is still like young it's it's relatively young and it's still developing so it's almost like you know get a piece of the cake if if it's there and you know what i'm saying and and do that so it's a good way to put it yeah for sure Yep.
1: Tell me about working on Oddball Podcast. So that was, uh, you, you got an internship with our, our local PBS station, WJCT, yep. NPR. Station. Can you tell me a little bit about how that internship played out and what you learned from working on that?
0: Oh, man. I, because I've always, because I remember, uh, it might have been my first class with you when I found out about, uh Audition. I was like, why? I was like, I'm using Adobe and I was using Lightroom, all this stuff, but I did not even know that that Adobe had a doll. So, they
1: have, yeah, they have so many things that's I, easy to. I, I know. Mean, I'm, still, I'm all the time learning new software they put out because, I mean, they're just, it's they, sprawling when you look at everything in that suite.
0: Right, right. So, um, to fast forward, um, our project, our final project, was to do a uh, to do a podcast and to. I don't know if if we say we was going to do it like NPR ish, but yeah, I think that was that was one of the choices. Yeah, so I I chose that route right, because I've always loved how NPR do they uh do their interviews and stuff. So I mm-hmm. I interviewed my my friend, Odd Rod, and um they sent it over. You know, we sent it over to WJCT. They loved it and and they brought me on as an intern and so that part was great so that 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 helped me work with Oddball because that was the type of narrative podcasting that they were doing so it was pretty it was it was good like it was it it got intense a good little bit of times only because of the research part so like we would be trying to research stuff and we couldn't get the information that we needed so that kind of like made us had to like alter the story a little bit. And being the fact that I was a helper, like I, you know, being the intern, I, I wanted to make sure that I pivot just as much as, as Lindsay did. So every change that she made, I had to be there to do it. And, you know, it, it just relieved her of a lot of work and a lot of stress. But at the end of the day, it was great to be on that, on that project because I got to learn, I'm a, I like history too. It's probably like my third or fourth thing. So to know that this was existing in Jacksonville and to be able to put audio together, and the sound design of it too, because I was like really heavy into like making beats and production and stuff. So like providing this like certain type of sounds or even picking the sounds that she picked and like having an, um, an opinion on it. Was like very very dope to me because I you know it made me feel like I was important and really putting something together. It was like putting a history book together, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like that type of thing. But, it got um, a lot of attention
1: too.
0: I, I I, a lot of attention. So, so like because the, the, I did both my internships with WJCT, I was like I'm staying here. Like,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said That's I was. Best I was, place in town.
0: That's oh man, I loved it. So I you know while I was there, I learned. A lot of the uh, ins and outs of the, the business side of it and that's where I'm kind of moving towards to now like I'm I mean I know I do audio work but I'd be wanting to learn like the business part to see how I need to do this how I need to go by doing sponsors and like having a marketing team to like you have to explain to this marketing team like how does this work like I need you to sell it like this so we can be able to get potential clients to whatever the case may be. So I was learning the ins and outs of it and, and I remember going into a marketing meeting and having to like basically sell the podcast and that worked and the marketing team did what they did. But then when it was released and seeing all of these accolades was like I'm like, yo, we you know it's on uh Noteworthy on Apple, and, you know, and, and all the podcast sites writing about it. And it was just like this big bang theory thing that happened. You know what I'm saying? And I was, I was honored to be a part of it, man, being the fact that, that, that after every episode, Lindsay would mention my name. I thought that was the best thing ever. And then Lindsay is a great person, too. She's a great journalist. Um, she loves podcasting. So it it helps for people to be in podcasting if you, like, really, really love it. And um, she did a great job on it, man. And I was just honored to be a part of it. It was fun, man. It was fun. Some days it was great. Some days it was very intense with researching, um, being very strategic about audio, making sure that the audio sounded good. Because we knew this was going on a platform, and it was representing WJCT, which is in connection with NPR. So, you know, both of us are thinking, like, you think about all this. It's a standard. It's a standard, yeah. yeah. So it was, it was a it was a very high standard, and I, I felt like I did a great job on that standard for sure.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, you listen to it. It's just, it's professional, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and it was a small team. It was basically you and Lindsay, right? Exactly, yeah. Um, and, yeah. Um, yeah. It was just, uh, it, it was just us just on the working. a small team. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's yeah.
1: A, so you guys put a lot of work into it because there's six <laughs> episodes, right?
0: Five or six, yeah, I'm, I don't remember, yeah, but okay. yeah. But, but each yeah. episode was roughly, like, 30, 35 minutes long. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we had to get ads, you know, like, uh, you know, ads and sponsors, we had to get people to sponsor us. So, uh, Bull, yeah, Bean, Bold, Bull Bean, Bull
1: right, that yeah. was the
0: title. Bull Bean was really great. You,
1: are you at Liberty to talk about that, like, the details of what they put in, or...
0: If not, don't worry about uh, it. Uh well I don't I don't have much information on it, but I do know that they offered a, a special blend, a, a special coffee blend. Um they was able to was able to put merch in, in, in Bobean. Um Bobean shouted it shot it it out like crazy. Um mm-hmm. you know, um when it comes to sponsors and stuff like that, I don't you know, I want people to understand like it's not necessary. It's not just money that is a, is added to a sponsorship, yep. um, because I just know for me, like I've had a couple sponsors on my my personal work, and the advertising on that part has been great. You know, people would be like, "Well, I'll just do a write up on you," and then that brings more and more and more people to attention to you. Um, they can be able to pay for like services for you to have. Um, little tricklets that you can give to your fans and stuff like that so it's, it, it's many ways that it happens so as far as with the bow I don't know exactly what it was, I mean like the financial part about it but I do know that they was yeah. really like the number one person um, I don't know the other ones I mean it, some, it was, some people gave some money I don't know I don't know that part and that was the part I was really trying to find out on the slide too I was like I didn't yeah, you know I sure. didn't know these things so I would just kind of sneak. Well, when you go
1: to the site, I mean, it's bold bean all over. You mm-hmm. know, what I
0: mean, bold bean really like, yeah, title, title sponsor type of deal. You know. Yeah, and um, so I, you know what, I would have loved to be, to have been on that part as far as like, yeah, how to like fully go through like a sponsorship, and I mean, and I've I've done mine on like a, on a small level, but for somebody like bold bean to like really like complement. WJCT and and a podcast for Oddball. Like I know it was some great meetings that happened. Like it was a few meetings that happened. You know, it, you know, we had to follow a a restriction line, and they had to follow a restriction line. It's a lot of like, you know, it just you know, ones and zeros, and excuse me, straight and narrow that type of thing. So you have to really be real specific about that part, and you represent another brand, so you want the brand to be. You know you want them to uh to understand like okay, this is what the mission is, and you have to be very thorough with it and i I, I missed a lot of those meetings um mainly because I was an intern, so well not next time Mm-mm. i'm trying to i' trying to get it listen I'm, i I'd be trying to get at these tables all the time, like yeah I'm trying to get on the business side of it because there is a business structure when it comes to podcasting and even with audio engineering it's it's a business structure. Right. And I just really mm-hmm. want to get involved in that, and I feel like once I learn that and work in that field a little bit more, it's a wrap. I'll be able, you know, I feel like I'll be able to do everything. I'll be able to handle yep. the business stuff and and be able to make the best content and make you know have the best sound that comes from my my content.
1: That's awesome. You're working your way there. Oh, man, you know? yes, definitely total Uh In terms of. Organizing something like that, you know, I think that can be kind of intimidating, especially for someone that's first starting out. Uh, let's say it's five episodes, five or six episodes, and they're almost 30 minutes each. You know, how do you decide what goes where and kind of how much to tell the audience? Because, you know, by the beginning, you when you first start out, you probably already know how much you know Mm -hmm. but you still have to almost tease them along too you know so it's kind of like that tightrope of like giving them enough to get them hooked Mm -hmm. but not like giving away all your cards at the same time you know did you guys have a lot of meetings about story structure and narrative structure
0: yeah we did we um seem like every time because my internship was uh i think i had to do I forget how many hours it was. But I I know I was there more than my average hours. So oh, sure. uh we'll say like two days out of the week, maybe three days out of the week, we probably I probably did like six to eight hours each. But um wow. we would have like pow hours about how, you know, how we wanna structure this and what you know the the chronicle time that we wanted to like tell the, you know, which on episode three, we're going to bring this person up. And actually episode two, we're going to bring this person up. We're going to lay it down like this. So we had, like, powwows between me and her and um, her manager as well, uh, Jessica Palembo. So um, we had powwows like that. And um, it helped because all of us was interested in the story. And I think, you know, once you understand the story and you—, and you ent- you Know if you're interested in the story, that helps too. But if you know how stories go and how to keep people on their toes, then you you know what I'm saying, then that helps a lot with like cutting out stuff. But when you get in audio and doing interviews, you get as much as you can, and then you just start skinning sure. it. You get you know, the more the better. But um, I really feel like the fact that we love podcasting, we love. Uh, you know and it was a sci-fi too it was different from what I what I listen to like I'm a I like music um, of sci-fi but non-fiction you know what I mean
1: exactly I, yeah like a sci-non-fi
0: you know? exactly it yeah was- <laughs> so like we had to come like you know I had to watch a a couple of shows, man, like, because this story had been talked about a couple times on different, like, stories, so different shows, history Channel, Channel. yeah. So we had to, so I would watch those, I mean, I watched a couple of sci-fi shows, just to see how, like, sci-fi, how it's written and how, you know, being in that that spirit, you know what I'm saying, and how to go with that. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So it's like,
1: you had even though it was non-fiction, you know, it's not science fiction. Even though it's non-fiction, you're still trying to maintain that science fiction
0: vibe. Yep. That's yeah. like the, the feeling you want to evoke. That's awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, you think about... Like sound design, like you think about the sound and the production that you want, but at the same time too, we wanted to make you sure you have use, that alien sound in there, you know? Yeah, just that, you know, that weird, the weird, eerie sounds and you know that yeah. type of stuff. And then yeah. you got to think about the terminology too. Like the terminology uh, was big in it too, so we would use words that will fit with the sci-fi type-driven um, um, storyline and stuff like that. So that's awesome. Yeah.
1: So that that's about one of the
0: coolest internships I've heard of. Yeah, because it was funny because when I first got into uh, WJC, we didn't we didn't start working on the eyeball. We was work. I, I, she was finishing up uh, another podcast. Well, it was just like straight interviews with people. Uh, what it's like? That's what it was called. What it's like? And then I want to say like a month within. A month into my internship, she was like, okay, I got approved to do the, to do the podcast that I would. Because um, she had to pitch the podcast to her manager. So this was her brainchild. Like This is something, this is nothing that they brought to her. They just like. Right. So she got approved to do it. So she got approved in the midst of me there. So I, I, I literally started from the beginning all the way to the end. Like We started February february two thousand nineteen and we finished in october two thousand nineteen released in in october and i and it was mm-hmm. funny i you know and i don't know, i don't know if I, I should be saying this <laughs> but i stayed away i stayed away uh past my time being there like as far as my internships so when my internship was up my my second time you know it was funny because we were both sitting in a room and I was just like, man, I'm not going to leave. I'm not leaving until we finish with this. So I stayed an extra like two months and and made sure that we saw it through, man. It was... That's awesome. And we was really good about that. I, I really wanted to see that project through. I wasn't just going to leave her and stuff like that. And I think that was a chemistry yeah. that me and her had too that she found an intern that really enjoyed stuff doing stuff like this just as much as her. So...
1: That's fantastic, and you know, like such a cool thing to work on a project like that because when it's done, you know, thirty years from now, you can look back at that and it's still a piece of art, you know.
0: Yeah, it's
1: it's a complete to itself, and it's still gonna be relevant decades from now, you yeah. know. Yeah, because this like a little was, time capsule,
0: right? Because this uh, this story was based in like late seventies, eighties. So for us, for you know, what I'm saying for for Lindsay to make it relevant in, like, 2019, and people was like, wow, this, this really happened? Because I called my yeah. mom when I first found out about the story, and I was like, mom, you ain't know about this? She was like, no. So I started yeah. schooling her about that, and, I mean, even when we, like, I it was one detailed thing that we had to find out when the Danes Point Bridge was built, because that's where the area was at. So me mm-hmm. researching that one thing was oh my goodness I had to go through like a lot of documents and I didn't even realize I'm like you know you have to go through the state city and all that stuff to find yeah. that type of information so
1: it was like 81 or something wasn't
0: it yeah Yeah. like early 80s mm-hmm. yeah so it's uh. Yeah. so yeah I do agree with being it's going to be here forever and i'm just thankful that i my name is is a part of it and especially with wjct i can you know i support like the community broadcast you know what i'm saying
1: absolutely
0: yeah that's excellent mr peterson's neighborhood clear visions was thought of produced engineered and recorded by me mr at mpn studios the intro and outro music was produced by myself as well make sure you subscribe to this podcast that is available on all podcast platforms Thank you to everyone who supports me. It's greatly appreciated. To the top, everyone.